Queen is an, <laughs> an amazing group. I don't think people actually realize how great of a group of like Queen is. They're top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Ray Hot Chili Peppers number one. I know. You, I know you feel that way. Um, not the Beatles. Nah. <laughs> we about to go on a whole nother tangent. <laughs> we gonna go on a whole tangent. Yeah, I'm about to say. Episode thirty-five. Though it is. Throw it. Throw oh, it. We, wait, we. <laughs> Kevin Durant. We're live. Oh yes. Oh mm. dang. You throw it off first. I did. Kevin Durant. All right. Oh. Oh, uh, see, you want to get in on this? That? Players that water number 35? Mm. Any sport? Mm. Any team? Mm. I'm going to go WNBA. I'm going to go Andrew McCautry. She, Whoa, she, sure. Nice. She Look, I love how you jump right in on that. I love that. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> Dontrell Willis. Ooh, that's okay. a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah, that's a real Great good name. Uh, Chicago Bears, Neil Anderson. Graceville, Florida. Hello. Current Buck, Jamel Dean. Shout out to Graceville. Hello. Oh, I got to keep going? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. Now, if you ain't got none, elimination. you can just tap out. Oh, let me see. Go into, you ain't got no more. You can tap out. 35. Uh-huh. It's tough. It's a tough one. That is a weird number. That's it. Hey, don't try to buy time. How much time I got? Five. Oh, yeah, someone's going to count Four. you down. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm out. out. I like out. you bowed out gracefully. All right. Don't reach into your Florida bag, Ahmad Black. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, um, I would have never got that one. Just died. Um... Hall of Fame, Blackhawk, Tony Esposito, goalie. Sure. Okay. Eric Reed, 49ers. Cool. Frank Thomas. Mm. He reached on that one. Did I? Sometimes you got that to. was a good one. That's a good one, right? Not a reach. No, no, no. Not a reach. That was not a reach at all. Winning your back. Ooh, Kings, Doug Christie. Got to fact check that one. Go for it. Doug Christie, yes. Not Kings, but Doug Christie. Uh, I think it's a, I Lakers think and Knicks. Kings. I think. I think he was 13. Yeah, 13. Was he? Yeah. But he did wear 35. Yeah, I'm going to say, so I think he did wear 35. The Nigerian Nightmare, Christian Okoye. I knew you were coming with it. I knew oh. you was going to pull it out eventually. Shout out to the huge shoulder pads they used to wear. Who he played for? The Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs, yeah. Listen, play that, play that man on Tecmo Bowl, you're not stopping him <laughs> <laughs> at all. Come on. 35. I don't want to have to count you out. Did Yogi Berra wear 35? Nah, Yogi Berra was eight with the Yankees. Mm. We'll take it for now, and we'll fact check it. Yeah, right? I think that's yeah, the new we, standard. Yeah, we'll we take can, it yeah, we fact, fact check, check it. it. All right. All right, cool. Uh, Detroit Tigers, Justin Verlander. Former Miami Hurricane, Gus the Bus Edwards. He actually wears 35 <laughs> for the Ravens. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Yeah, he had to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Um, New York Rangers, Mike Richter, goalie. Uh, I'll stay goalie. Pecorine, Preds. Yogi Bear did wear 35. Uh, he gave it to you. Oh, uh, uh, Cubs and Rangers, Cole Hamels. I like Cole Hamill. Mm. That's pretty good. Mm. Give me also firm Miami Hurricane. He wore this at Miami, Olivier Vernon. Stumping bump. Boston Celtics, Reggie Lewis. He never wore it. 
I think. Actually, no, he did. He did wear. Yeah, he did. He died in 35. I'm going to stay Miami Hurricane. Daryl Spencer. Wide receiver in 91 championship. Okay. Marcus um, Smart. He's got a four-year deal. With who? Celtics. Ooh. Denver Nuggets. Kenneth Fareed. Dang. Nice. nice. Where Good did pull. you pull that from? From the depths. That's tough. Um, Panthers. Mike Tolbert, running back. Mm. Nice. Um, In five, four. Mm. The the name of the Tommy John surgery. Tommy Tommy John. John. (sighs) Man. What? Yeah. Former Duke, the bag man, Marvin Bagley. Mm. Knuckleballer, Phil Necro. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to be honest. This one, I stumbled on this one. Earl Campbell with the Saints. One season. Okay. We'll take it. Okay. Um, Yankees, Mike Musina. Moose. Good call. Good. Um, I actually wanted him to become a Laker. Christian Wood, Houston Rockets. Mm. 97 Bulls, Jason Caffey. Hideki Matsui. Good one. You, you can pull me on no, it. I've seen that. That's legit. You can pull me on That's it. Le- Cubs, Bob Patterson. <sighs> Lee. Come on. Hey, boy, y'all boy. I'm going to steal on this one. Miami Hurricane, Mike Smith, linebacker. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Come on, pump. What you got? I stole on that one. In five, four, three, two. Cornerback, Chicago Bears, Zach Bowen. Good counter. In five, four, three, two. Uh, Clippers, Chris Kamen. Good one. Wow. I held a buzzer too long. <laughs> a little bit. A little home cooking. <laughs> a little, little bit. Oh, man. Um, One more name out there. That's obvious. Is it? Yeah. Obvious one, yeah. I'll, I'll say it if y'all don't say it after. <laughs> In With five, that timer, thank you. Four, three, two, that's out. <laughs> Aeneas Williams, cornerback. Oh, Aeneas, Aeneas, mm. Hall of Famer, Cardinals, <laughs> Cards, yeah, man, out west. Hey, we won again. <laughs> I already know who you going 36. I already know the first one. Hold on. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. Y'all know what happened, right? I didn't I didn't have my black forces on. You know what? <laughs> so when I walked in, I looked at Unk's shoes. Mm-hmm. Commented, you know, he has on a very nice pair of SBs. Mm-hmm. Then I looked at your shoes. I was like, ooh, 
Mm-hmm. Bring them black forces out. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had a shot. Hey, man. He had a black forces on. Hey. Yeah. 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 Somebody said podcast. It is. Episode number 35. As you can see, we just went through those names. Hey, we got another guest in the house. We got a guest. Hey. What's going on, family? We got the man. I, you might call him CW. Mm-hmm. I call him the former president, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might call him Clinton X. Mm-hmm. Deuce Daddy. Mm-hmm. It's C-Dub. our guy, Clint. 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 What's going What's on, man? Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, Clint is in here for a very special episode. It's special. Yeah. Now, we're very anti-gator in here, uh, normally. Ooh. Sorry to hear that. I'm a cane. <clears throat> Y'all are knows. Mm. We're going to do something very different, something we have not done before. So we've been doing our college football preview series. But what we've been doing is like a half a show. We talked about Ohio State for a half a show. Shot to Mike. Shot to, we talked to Oklahoma with, with my little bro Cam. Georgia. Shot to Cam. Right? We talked Georgia, half a show. We're going to give the Gators a full show. That is love. They're still home team, technically, depending on who you are. That They're still love. in the state of Florida. Yeah. As far as proximity goes, they are the closest major program. And you think the biggest, the bigger programs in the state. Big three. Right? Big three. They're the closest to St. Pete, Tampa yeah. Bay. Right? And I think you see that when you ride around. That's Tampa very unfortunate. It's, it's very unfortunate. It is. But regardless. Yes. They're closing in proximity. It's hard running the state, man. I mean, oh, all right. Oh, boy. Let's get right to it. Hey, wait I for mean, your turn. Wait hey, for your turn. I mean, the head-to-head series say different, but, you hey, know. That's what have you done for me lately. Let's get right oh, to it. What have you done for me lately? Let's get right to it. It is. So, clearly, he's I mean, here. Before we before we get too, too deep into it, as always, we always have to shout out our phenomenal sponsors. Uh, we are brought to you by the Law Office of Clinton Paris, where they take the pain out of being hurt. Errors in practice include personal injury, slip and falls, dog bites, wills, trust, powers of attorney, General Civil Litigation, Business General Counsel Representation. We're also brought to you by the Red Lady Rum Punch, the official beverage of the Somebody Said Podcast. Uh, this week, it would have been nice to have a, a Pepto-Bismol episode, because honestly, <laughs> talking about the Gators for an mm-hmm. hour is going to upset my stomach. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got footage of them pooping in their pants in the, <laughs> the actual game. That's, that's a good one. It, it's yeah. fitting. Starting yeah. early. Hey, let's get right to it. Hey, you said you wanted to get right to it. Let's that's what you right said. To, I mean, I'm a Hold lead. on, let me get comfortable. Hold on. Whatever. I'm going to leave with this. What, you, what is he about to Let me get comfortable. This guy, he's, he's this pulling out a, a Gator's a jersey. Gator jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 This guy. Yeah, leave right. the Rays hat off. I don't want the Rays associated with that. This, I mean, listen, it's cool. I mean, listen, I watched a Gator flub on I don't know how many blocks mm. and show that he just didn't 
deserve to be on a football field. I was going there. Like, how do you feel that your legend, your your probably your greatest player ever, is embarrassing himself ever. ever at tight end in ever. the NFL? <laughs> Don't get flustered, dog. You, you got a lot going on. The jersey on. Okay, put your hat back on. That man, get that man. Get your, uh, what was the question now? What y'all saying? That man out there whiffing on everything. Are y'all talking about Tebow, Tebow the greatest quarterback ever? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we need you to be realistic. The greatest college quarterback, quarterback all time, Tim Tebow. At the University of Florida. No, right? one of, college one, football. One ever. of the Stop greatest. Hold on. Honestly, I'll say it. One of the greatest college football players ever. He not was quarterback, not quarterback. Not one of, certainly not the greatest. One right. of the greatest college football players. Sure, ever. I'm with that. One of, yeah. okay. one of the greats. Yeah, All right. but when he made it to the league, he's actually played an egg. Super trash. He wasn't that good. Now he's playing tight end. And so he wasn't that good in college. No, no, no. no he, he was really NFL. good. No, I'm talking about NFL. now. It's tight end. He's also very nice. Yeah, it don't look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't with him on that, man. <laughs> hey, at least you're honest. Hey, I ain't there with him is, on that. There it is, there yeah. is, there that hurts. Watching Tebow do that, that hurts, man. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, you know what? Yes, look, he looks bad. We love honesty on this podcast. Absolutely. And we and I expect honesty oh, from I'm you. You're going to big up your squad, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We fully expect that. But... It's good to know you're going to bring some honesty. Because if you was out here about the cap for Tebow, what? we was going to end this show what right now. Stop the, say, stop, 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 stop the cap. Stop the cap. Big part, hat. Part three. <laughs> yeah, like part eight. Oh, stop <laughs> the cap. Okay, so what we're going to do is, like I said, we're going to do a whole show talking Gator football. We're going to start out. Clint is going to really, he's in the house. Like, he's in the studio with us. And... He's going to dig into some stuff that we normally don't always get into. Like, you know, we do, we've done 30-minute shows before. When you do a 30-minute show, you're a little bit limited. You don't only get into so many topics. So you don't only get into so many topics. So we're going to get into as much as we can. All right. And then on the back half of it, we actually want to do a panel. So we're going to bring on three more Gators. Okay. To, okay. to talk a panel with us via Zoom. With Clint okay. in here with us. I'm liking this. It's it's going to get sketchy. <laughs> I'm liking this. Very so sketchy. let's settle in. That's big of you, you guys, know, man. Let's, let's settle in. Let's get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like going to get your, get a shot. Did you know I could have been a Gator? That's the scary thing. Oof. Like, when I first moved to America, the first game I saw was Florida State against UF. Mm. First play I saw, P-Dub, ran a 15-yard comeback. I don't know who it was. Broke him down. Took it up the sideline for a touchdown. Are we talking, what, 90? It's had to be, like, what, 97 to 99? 90, 90, 96 to 99. 99. I want to say 98, somewhere around there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the first football play I ever saw in America. I okay. I had number nine in high school. I was a Florida State fan ever since, just because of that play. Mm-hmm. Now, I could have went the other way, so that's the scary thing. All right, it's, 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 we, we telling the truth in here. Mm-hmm. Probably that same game. So in my house, my dad watched whatever was local. So we watched a lot of Magic games. That's why I was a huge Shaq fan. And because they were always on the TV. Now we had WGN, mom, during the week. Mm-hmm. We watched Jordan with mom during the week. My dad worked nights. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was a Jordan fan. Mm-hmm. But then when dad was home, we watched the Magic. On Saturdays, the Gator games were always on. Now my dad loves was all- on Sunshine Network. Sunshine, exactly. Yeah, it was, it channel, was called channel thirty-one. Uh, yeah, it was called like Gridiron Greats or something. Like okay, that. Yeah, so boom. Yeah. That's why I'm a Gator fan. Every so good. every Saturday, me like when my dad was home, you the Gator game was on. 
And I was actually at my cousin Leo's house for that Florida State game. Shout out to live over. And <laughs> I was actually cheering for the Gators. And them boys was getting ran through. <laughs> <laughs> and my cousin Leo was a huge Florida State fan because he loved Peter Ward. Shout out to Leo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that night, I remember being very upset as a seven, eight-year-old. And I was like, I will never cheer for this team again. That was that was the breaking point? Yeah. Wow. And then wow. I, became a, I became a hurricane I mean, the next yeah. year. I, nice. I guess at this point, if we're, if we're all having these moments, I've actually never liked the Gators. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can admit that I've always been a Florida State fan. And my second team originally was actually Miami. So why did you exclude the Gators? Uh, because they sucked. <laughs> like, I, I mean, honestly, sure. well, honestly, so, so when I started really getting into college football, it was, um, Michigan. So like, not like 91, 92, Florida state was, was, was good. Miami was always good. One natty in 91. Yeah. Like, so, so Miami was always there, but I, for whatever reason, actually my cousin Baron, shout out to Cloran Jones. Shout, shout out to Baron. So I was, gravi- I gravitated to Florida state. So that was my guys. But Miami was always like the next best team in Florida. And then 92, 93, Florida State won a natty. Well, we got in trouble, so. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, but but when I was growing up, oh, Miami that was, was those were the two hot teams. Right. But because of my family, they always liked Florida State. So I mm. gravitated to Florida State. Nobody liked Florida because they just weren't that good at that point. Mm. Like not like 90, 91, 92, 93. They just weren't that good. That's fair. Florida State, Miami were. So like I have stuff in my house to this day that you see, like I actually wrote on my whatever, <laughs> like, like papers that yeah, I like I like Miami Hurricanes. But number one was Florida State. So okay. what made you start liking the Gators? Um, so like I grew up in Georgia for like the first bit of my life. So like that Georgia, Georgia Tech was big. Joe Hamilton, Quincy Carter. I think it was like the Super Bowl. So nice. like just watching those. And, and so when we when we moved back to Florida, like Omar was saying about the whole uh they used to play the games on Saturdays, every Saturday. And it, and it was always winning. Like they were always show a game that they won. Mm-hmm. So that was really it for me. And then like Rex Grossman days, that's when I really like started. <sighs> really, really got into you- it. <laughs> I ain't gonna ask you about Rex, Pump. You don't like Rex? No. Oh, down, you don't? Yeah, you don't like Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pump. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that man cost me a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, he did. I got I, I got one Super Bowl in my lifetime, and I was two. Okay? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> anything. And Rex crossed you. Listen, Rex I have, cost you the next one. I have vague memories of Pam throwing me up in the air because <laughs> she was excited, and my father yelling at her. But that's it. And then... I got Devin Hester running the open kickoff. That's it. And then Rex Grossman being Rex Grossman. Pretty and then, much. That's it. He was nice much. in college, though. All right. Was so, he? so let's yeah. stop playing. Yeah, yeah. Rex, Rex was great. Nah, he was great. It's great. Let's bring it, let's bring it current. So one of the things that we have not had the opportunity to dig into with the other schools we've talked about is recruiting. So Dan has had in his tenure so far at Florida. He's had two top 10 classes, mm-hmm. which in the, in, the, in the grand scheme, you think, hey, that's solid. I think they were both nine, number nine classes, if I believe correct, if I remember correctly. You think in the national landscape, it's like, yo, that's, that's super solid. But I think Dan has gotten a lot of flack, and you can give me the Gator perspective of it. He's gotten a lot of flack because yo, he's this, always- Wait, wait. <laughs> he's taking shots at the Verners? You can't let him just, they gonna do a lot of stuff. 
Don't while we record, <laughs> you don't cannot let it. them distract you. Yes, Pump is taking shots of uh, ginger soda. Verners. <laughs> we may throw a bottle across the room. At, yeah, don't at, let them distract you. So, so Dan, let, me, let, me, let me see before you do that. So, Dan, yeah. two top 10 classes. Right. But the problem is there are always four, five, or six in the SEC. So, he's being held up to the standard of well, Alabama's top three, Georgia's top five, top three every year. Is the flag Dan get on the recruiting trail warranted, or you, or you feel like he's being held to an unfair standard because he's going up against Georgia and Alabama, who they just recruit at a different level? Let's just call yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, before, yeah, like so before, like the whole you know money thing got into college and everything. Yeah, of course, like Alabama and Georgia was doing whatever they were doing, but I just think he just recruit the guys that fit the system. So you think it's more so he's targeting system guys as opposed to just not right going to grab all chasing. the five stars and everything like that yeah because we see what what george what that gets with georgia like i mean and then again dan only been there for what three years so to get uh, two top 10 teams in two years and p- potentially working on at least what a top 20 so far right now that's still good just on the fact that he's only been there three years so you got to get your guys in to begin with and then start challenging the Alabama, Ohio State, and those other boys that's already been doing it. Ain't nobody challenging Alabama. Let's start there. Yeah, I mean, we could, already down 21. You could argue <laughs> old state now as far as on the recruiting trail. I don't think so. I, I mean, you look at this Ohio State, like this, first of all, this past year, Alabama just collected, the, I think, the highest rated class of all time. <laughs> Even with Quinn Ewers moving up into the 2021 class, Ohio State still isn't close. They were number two. Yeah. Ohio State's number three, top four almost every year. I mean, at this right. point, you got a top five. It's almost guaranteed. Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And everybody else, Pretty you're much. fighting to get between six and ten. Shout out to Penn State, though. They number one right now. Yeah, but Penn State is making a, a hard run. So it's but but kind of in a way, can you kind of can you can you knock them? Because honestly, coming into the draft, you were at least at the beginning of the college football season or mid-college football season, you had three guys that were probably projected as number one or first-round draft picks, and that was Trask, Pitts, and Tony. Yeah. There's Tony, yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about the recruiting, they're, they're, they're picking guys who are NFL talent. It's there. Now, I think as far as the de- – so you're talking about the development. Yeah, because yeah, those weren't mulling guys. That's what I was going to say, well, yeah. Okay. But I think he gets a lot of flack. I mean, and, and, am I wrong? Like, I feel like from the outside looking in that a lot of times Dan gets flack for his recruiting classes only hovering around 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. You, you think it's warranted or you think it's just... That's not fair, though. <laughs> well, I want to hear from the... But, I mean, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We win it 10 games a year. I'm Eventually, we'll make the jump. National championships this year. Uh, wait, don't just blow. No, we'll come back to that. No, we're going to come back to that. Playoffs, national champs this year. Certainly. So, but yeah, we will come back to that. But you're yeah, not, nah, Dan, good man. Dan is, Dan is okay. I don't like Dan his is recruiting doing a, tactics. What you mean? The whole dance video, you forgot a recruit. How you forget a recruit's name? <laughs> and then the whole, are you talking about the one he messaged the wrong one on Instagram? Yeah, he messaged. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Dan, you got to do better on social media. Hey, man. That's, a, that's a big thing in recruiting. And I think right now, especially, and I think a lot of the chatter is happening right now because the offensive line recruiting isn't great. Whatever the kid Layton chooses UCF. Now, kids choose schools for a litany of reasons. And if you really want to 
hammer a coach over one recruit because he chose to go to, you know, one school over the other, I, I think you need to probably get a life. But <laughs> I think Dana's getting a lot of heat right now because of Layton kid, who's all, he happened to be an offensive lineman, and the offensive line class isn't great right now. It's not. And that kid chooses UCF over Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. We write what we want to be, guys. Man, you can't uh, just stop hold, it. Hold, okay, hold on. No hold coach on. right references on. Hold, <laughs> hold on. Let's be fair. Let's let's be fair. We we've given everybody else their chance on this show. So let's kind of do the same. Okay. All right. Even though none of us are Gator fans and we kind of so you, scoff at the Gators. You're saying we're going in for the kill too early. Yeah. Oh, right, well, I'm you. I'm actually I'm at Honestly, yeah. that was a an honest Let's question. Let's be objective. I do think I do think it's unfair. First of all, if you're getting a top 15 class, that's a very, very hard thing to do. And I think a right. lot of yeah. fans take for granted how difficult that is. Right. Especially Even, when you're a new coach. He's been in there three, he's going into his fourth season. I believe he's been there since 2018. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, he's going into his fourth season. I think Dan has done very, very well. Like, I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. To your point, he's winning double-digit games. He goes to the SEC championship game last season. But again, in the state of never Florida, lost to any of you guys. Come on, relax. <clears throat> Not gonna do that right we, now. We're yeah, trying to, okay. we're trying to ease right. into the show. He's right okay. now. But again, I think he's done well. But in the state of Florida, and I don't care how I don't care how bad a Florida team gets, or a Florida State team, or a Miami team is, the expectations never change. Right. Right. And I think we all have that in common. Right. You win three games, four games, five games, whatever. That doesn't mean that the, the fan base is all like, "Well, this is who we are now." No. Right, they always want better. If you're not winning natties in the state of Florida, the fan base is always yeah. going to want better. And I feel like Dan is kind of getting some of that already. And it's like, I think I think the fans are nitpicking a little. Bit. Nah, I don't think they're nitpicking at all. No, nah, mm-hmm. it's just Dan is good. We're okay. Like I said, we back to winning ten games. It's gonna it's gonna increase, man. We we right where we want to be. So let's dig into this then. Let's start with the potential starting quarterback, Emory Jones. Emory for Heisman. Now, we're going to have to double back pick. on the quarterback. You okay. can get into it now, but we're going to have to double back when everybody else comes on because that's fine. I think that's one of the hot-button topics about the school. That, that, that's the position that's going to make this thing work. You've seen Kyle Trash. He was, oh, we still he was doing in the that, Heisman. Huh? Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. I kind of just say it without <laughs> even thinking anymore. Like, <laughs> I mean, but but yes, we are. Okay. But, All right. In all seriousness, he was a elite quarterback last year in the Heisman race. Um, got drafted second round. How do you how do you replace a guy like that? Because I know Dan Mullen, he's going to put his quarterback in the right position. But my question is, can Emory make the necessary throws and kind of not rely on his at- athletic ability because we know what he could do with his legs, but mm-hmm. read a, read the SEC defense and make the throws that Trash made last year. <sighs> So we gotta stop calling him that. He's your quarterback now, man. It's it's cemented. He's my quarterback. It's cemented Tom Brady, my quarterback. He's gonna be a quarterback in a few years. Justin Fields, my quarterback. So but, he's my quarterback. Man, but my nah, quarterback. um, even when uh, I mean, Emory's been playing good since he got there. I mean, played some good games, especially you know we threw him in against LSU the year they won in Natty. Uh, you know, had a touchdown, and I mean, he make he make he can make the throws. I think and. Dan Mullen's a quarterback whisperer, too. So, I mean, just we went from Felipe Franks to Kyle Trask. And, I mean, like I said, Kyle Trask was that's up there for jump. the <laughs> That's a huge he was jump. Up there for I mean, the, that's a big jump. Yeah, I mean, that's huge Kyle jump. didn't start since, like, his freshman year in high school. So, I mean, 
from that to, you know, Heisman finalist, that's crazy. But yeah, Emory Jones for Heisman. So my, and I'll, I'll stay there. I and again, that. no, first of all, I'm not, no, not he won't even finish top five. But <laughs> okay. and that's not even me hating. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best to be unbiased. I'm going to yeah. do my best. I, I really try hard to do that. We have to do that. <laughs> okay, guys. Listen. He also keeps oh, taking oh, shots. Hold he on. also has to not take shots. Hold what on, did I say? In the next three weeks, we have to try our hardest to not be that biased. Okay, what did I say? All right. Not so, you. Not you. No, he said I took shot when I took a shot. You took a jab. I forget what the jab was. Oh, you didn't beat Austin yeah, y'all. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just stating the obvious. It was, it lost was unnecessary. It was a subtle okay. shot. It was right. a shot still. Yeah. So, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think Emery will do that well. I think Emery was going to, he's going to find himself somewhere in between Felipe Franks and Kyle Trask. I don't think he will be as bad as Felipe was. When, mm-hmm. when Felipe was bad, he was real bad. Oh, man. Tell he's me very, mean, like, he was very bad. But, and when Trask, Trask was really, really good. From I think the jump. Emery yeah. will be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. When he got bad, that was at least in the highest point of the, at, in, in the season. Top level competition. Yeah. yeah. SEC Championship, right? He was, he was trash. Oh, uh, Ballpark Ooh. Franks? No. Nah. Um, um, trash. trash. No, trash. he didn't. No, it was the, it was the bowl game. Okay, it was a bowl game against Oklahoma. He wasn't good oh, at all. Well, he was, he was a lot of guys were not playing that game. But, no, no, I get it. I mean, but 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 even still, if 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 you're if you're good enough, right. you can get the ball yeah. to whoever, right? Because yeah. again, like we we can we can talk about NFL quarterbacks or guys who we look at are as as really good. Mm-hmm. Who does Aaron Rodgers throw to? Nobody. Devontae well, Adams. Tom, Tom Brady throws to. No, no, but but a lot of times these guys throw to nobody, but they're right. good enough to get the ball there to these guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at Tom Brady. So, so Indianapolis. I mean, so at uh, that point, if, right? So, so at that point, if you're if you're depending on the fourth pick in the draft every game, then okay, yeah, you're not that good, and maybe you shouldn't have been a Heisman candidate. Maybe. I mean, you're comparing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers to no, no, a college Kyle no, Trask. No, 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 I'm saying that, that is it, not the same. No, no, I'm saying that if, if if you're depending on a college tight end every game. Then maybe you're not that good, but I don't think that Kyle Trask was just depending on tight end every game. I think that he was actually good. He's actually talented because he made some yeah. throws uh, Saturday that I was impressed with. Right. So, so, so again, so, so to say that he didn't have his guys, you know, in in a, in a bowl game, it's like, well, okay, fine. Like, still, just do your job. You're supposed to elevate those guys. You're supposed, yeah. And he what, didn't have it. a good game, and and I I think he just had a really bad day. Right. Yeah. Which was uh, which. I think it really, really stood out because yeah. we saw him be so good and then now he has this terrible game. Right. It's like, what are we watching right now? I think Kyle Trask did his job for a majority of the season. We saw one game. That's it. That's but all. as far as Emory goes, though, I think you look statistically at any, you look at the Gator program, you look at the Florida State program, the Miami program. Mm-hmm. When you lose a record-breaking quarterback like that, mm-hmm. it's hard to replace. Every time the team has regressed, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of just happens. It reminds me of the conversation you and I had when you guys lost was it Henderson, you lost CJ Henderson. I was like, "Listen, your DBs yeah. are going to take a step back," and you were like, "No, I think." Oh I'm like, "Listen, you can't lose a Save round that. one Save talent." No, 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 no. This is just in relation. No, this was from two years ago. I'm like, hey, when you lose a round one talent at any position on the field, that that room is going to take a little bit of a step back unless there's another right now round one talent to take its place. Yeah, it was supposed. I'm not going to say his name, but it's supposed to be number three. So when you look at the quarterback position, though, if you lose a Kyle Trask had a round one type season last year. Yeah. 
him leaving, unless there is a round one talent replacing him, the room is going to regress. A and it's bit. not even there. Kyle Trask. Is we lost a lot on the perimeter too. So I mean, it's gonna get there. Yeah, we yeah. gotta we gotta work a lot in, but. I say dance the quarterback whisperer, man. So how can you lead with saying SEC championship, national championship, and you you've lost the Kadarius Tony, you've you've lost Kyle Pitts, you're 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 you've lost our side Kyle is weak. Trash. I mean, let's be honest, the East is weak. But but you're, you're that's uh, a fair statement. Let's be honest, that's actually a fair statement. Like I a, mean, aside from the team in Athens, and that's who you got to beat. That's got, we're gonna <laughs> that's beat the, them. The only, yeah, we're going to beat them. Your third leading receiver was Malik Davis, your running back. Who who else is gonna step up when you when you First lose two elite I guys? I can't wait till he leaves campus. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, man. I'm saying we, if that's your third leading receiver, it's it's a big question mark at receiver. I mean, right? you got um, CJ Henderson, brother Xavier uh, Henderson, and you got you know Trent Whitmore and uh, Tamor Gamble. I guess he's supposed to be the. <laughs> he don't sound enthused at I, all. I, don't. I didn't I didn't understand that, but. Yeah, I just man, guys gonna step up. You know, guys gonna step up. It's, they they have to. That's not good enough. I'm surprised you didn't say Jacob Coburn. That's that's who. Well, I that's the number. That's the our number guy. one. That's our number one receiver. So, which apparently he got the phone call from the coach. I didn't know that was such a like. I knew it was a thing in Florida, but like the coach just called and was like, "Hey, we're giving you the number one." It was like a conversation. I didn't know it was that deep. Man, <laughs> Jacob from Pensacola, man. He. he, he <laughs> He everywhere, man. There ain't no telling what they got going on. But yeah, Jacob the number one. Uh guys just gotta step up. That's all. You don't sound too confident, boss. I haven't seen anything yet. So I I really can't give you guys anything. I mean, if we had this conversation like week three, yeah, then it'd be different. But just going off like, you know, camping, you know. Stuff like that practices. I mean, you're saying national championship, <laughs> right? At the same time, you're also saying natty. So, because I, I know we're gonna be okay. Side. I know we're gonna on, be hold okay. On, hold, on, hold on. Are we giving Clint like a, like 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 too much of a? Like, we just have, we're just asking the questions. Are we? Yeah. Or are we attacking him because he's a gator? Oh uh, no, yeah. Just asking yeah, the questions. It's it's gonna be the same. Listen, We've I'm, had these conversations name, before. We're not name calling. We're not oh, dragging listen. nobody through the mud. I just want to know who's going to replace Kyle Pitts. Oh, listen. Kadarius Tony. I want, I want to more be gambling a straight Copeland. Florida Gator preview. Okay. Right. Okay. So, look, listen. I dial back. Uh, so, let's do this. Let's Bro, do this. we've had these conversations before. Hold on. Right. I don't, don't feel attacked, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I am okay. Oh, chilling. I don't know. All right. So, look. It's a great time to pause. Yeah. You got to pay the bills anyway. Yes. Pay the bills here. On the back end, he's going to get some backup. <laughs> he's going to get some support in here. It's going to be more gators than anything in here in a minute. More lizards than anything. So, oh, that's and some more one. crown peach. Uh, yeah. And some, and, the lizard and some red lady rum punch. I heard that about three to six times. Ah, shoot. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to commercial. When you've been injured, you deserve help from an attorney that knows how to handle your injury claim. This is attorney Clinton Paris from the law office of Clinton Paris. For over a decade, I worked for insurance companies, and now I use that knowledge and experience to help people that have been injured. For a free consultation, call me, Attorney Clinton Paris, at 813-413-7924. That's 813-413-7924 or at parislawoffice.com. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Offices, Riverview. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladypunch.com. Shake well and please drink responsibly. 
All right. Bill's paid. We back in the saddle. Everybody took a breather. <laughs> Pump felt like we was attacking Uncle a little bit. So he, he got some reinforcements. Oh, man. Uh, we've added some additional folks via Zoom, some gators specifically. I don't think we were attacking them. We're just extra kind of emotional about speaking Florida football. Okay. Especially being that, being that we're all rivals. You know, hold on. it's First, a different hold- level of... Emotions. Hold on. First and foremost, don't make me out to be a Florida Gator apologist. Well, no, you the you, yeah, you, you was were. off air. You don't, was like, okay. don't do that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, no, no, there's a lot of things off wrong air, with that. Yeah. Don't do that. Hey man. Okay. All right, so we got some additional people on with us right now. We're just gonna go around. We got my man Chai. I've mentioned him multiple times on the show. Brian Corsack is with us. We got Eli. Uh, Chai's a Gator alum. Eli is also a Gator alum. Eli Margin has also jumped on with us. And then our guy, Frank Peterman III, say his full name. Show that man some respect. We got all of them on with us. Clint is still in the house with us. Mm-hmm. We left off talking about the quarterback position. Now, when you lose a quarterback to the level of Kyle Trask, history says that your team will have a little bit of regression. Do you guys feel like Emory can come in and the offense doesn't skip a beat. And what is his ceiling? Eli, let's start with you. All right. Well, first of all, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm pumped. Been listening for a while now. So cool to be on. Uh, yeah, I mean, Breeze, you're right on. I mean, it would be foolish. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Gator owner, but I got to say it's foolish to expect Emory Jones to come in year one. Uh, as starter and pick up right where Kyle Trask let off. It's going to be a wholesale change of the offense. Uh, We're going from a quasi air raid attack to what will be a more traditional Dan Mullen, Urban Meyer spread. Um, So it's going to be a big, big change uh, scheme wise. Uh, I mean, we're going to see a completely different uh, assignments for the offensive line. Uh, The wide receivers are going to be asked to run different routes than they were last year. I think it's going to be a big, big change. And with Emory, uh, he's a known quantity and uh, we saw him in the bowl game play really well. We saw him throughout the year, uh, you know, pick up eight, 10 yards on these QB draws, but uh, be real interested. I mean, I, I, I think he'll be good by the end of the year. I don't know how good, but uh, I, I'm certainly not expecting him to come in and put up the numbers that Trask did last year. So you like, you want to jump in on that? So uh, I'll jump in. So again, uh, thank you for having me just like, uh, I said, um, I know I missed the beginning, so I'm just going to throw out Mike Nusina. So, um, but with the uh, quarterback situation, I think it's a, it's a kind of a complicated answer because one, you're going from a traditional pocket passer like Kyle Trask. And not only that, but you losing weapons such as, you know, Pitts was a generational type tight end. Uh, Kadarius Tony was kind of a Percy Harvin Jr. And you just don't replace those kind of weapons. Um, but it's interesting because I don't think anyone really knows what Emory is yet. Um, he's obviously not pocket passer that Trask was. Um, now, the, the good is, is that you have, with Dan Mullen, you have the quarterback whisper. I mean, Obviously, you saw him adjust the offense to a pocket passer with Kyle Trask last year. 
but just going back in time, you know, with the different quarterbacks he had, I mean, he had Alex Smith running the triple option at Utah. So he's got no problem adjusting the offense to the strengths of the quarterback you have in hand here. But what I'm kind of uh, hesitant to see is I don't think Emory Jones is your uh, typical type of quarterback that Mullen likes, a.k.a. A Tim Tebow or Dak, Pro, uh, Dak Prescott. Um, I don't think he's got the size to do that. I think he, in his mind, he might think he's a little more elusive, kind of like a Lamar Jackson type. Um, but we're, we're really going to have to see is he's going to really have to push the ball down the field. Uh, kind of like a, in my personal opinion, kind of like a Bruce Arians kind of philosophy where you take at least one deep shot per quarter. Um, even an incomplete pass is good because that's at least going to stretch out the defense. Because um, we don't know if he has got that arm strength. I don't think other defenses know that yet. So they're going to start cramming the box to begin the year, and he's going to have to loosen that up. So uh, my question to you guys is, we understand that it's a new quarterback. Being that it's a new quarterback, you guys are going to run a new system, running different routes and all those things you would think they would have to lean on the running game. And you guys haven't rushed for over 1,000 yards, or one back hasn't rushed for over 1,000 yards in five years, I want to say. Um, how do you feel about Damone Pierce or Malik Davis stepping in and being that guy? Or do you think that do you think that Demarcus Bowman could come in and kind of steal a spot and be that guy? Because he was the number one running back coming out of uh, high school, went to Clemson, then transferred to Florida. If it was up to me, I would put that guy on the field because based off of what I've seen, he's, he reminds me of Chris Rainey, but better. And that's saying a lot. How, how, how short of a leash is it before he gets on the field? Or what's the situation at running back right now? I'll jump in here, uh, Shay. And, you know, Mullen, one thing we've learned about him in his first few years as coach is he's big on seniority. Um, guys earn touches by experience. And uh, so you've got a few experienced running backs coming back. Damian Pierce, you mentioned, Malik Davis, Naquan Wright. Uh, those are guys who I think at the beginning of the year are going to get the bulk of the touches for better or for worse. I don't think those are the three best running backs on the team. Right. I agree with you. I think Bowman uh, probably is the most talented running back, probably the most talented offensive player on that team. Uh, and, and you've got Lorenzo Lingard, who's going to be used in that Tony role. Um, who's going to be getting touches in the backfield as well. So they've got five mouths to feed. And, uh, and, and I mean, it is going to be a run-heavy uh, offense. But, uh, the pro I mean, I, it, I'm sure we'll touch on this, but the big question is going to be, can they block? You know, uh, last year, this, it, was, it was very much a quick passing game. Uh, offensive line wasn't asked to do too much. Uh, this year, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, read options, RPOs, uh, the running back, like like I like I mentioned, I mean the the offensive line is going to be asked to do some different things than they were last year. So I'm curious to see, and we'll know early on because they've got a real line of scrimmage test week three against Alabama. Um, you know, they'll, we'll know early on if this offensive line is really about it, because um, that's going to be the difference between a, a a great team and just a above average team. Now I'm gonna jump in for a real quick sure. second. Lorenzo Lingard broke your heart, huh? No, not at all. I was, he, couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't scratch the two deep. He can't understand pass he, protection. No, he, no, 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 no. He's no, supposed he, to be the next Miami great back. You can have store with Storm Johnson. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. He couldn't understand pass protection. 
He didn't have the vision. He came from a, a wing T high school offense and never was able to pick up a college offensive playbook. And even right now, there's a reason he's far down on that Florida uh, depth chart at running back. I don't want to take over. I want to give you guys the opportunity to talk, but I just had to jump in on it. Reminds me of Mario Pender. Sure. Uh, Frank, I feel like you, you have something you want to jump in on that running back for a second. And welcome back into the show. We had lost you for a second, boss. I still can't see Frank. But... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm dealing with Tropical Storm Fred up here in North Florida. Um, but I, I agree with everything that Eli said. The one thing I'll say is uh, Demarcus Bowman is an exceptional talent. Um, anybody who's seen clips from the scrimmage or him in high school or anything like that, uh, he, he's a next level talent. I think. I think he's going to find his way on the field. Um, and I think five-star exceptional talents do that. Um, that's what we've seen in the college football game today. Um, I think, um, for what I've been reading, I think if nothing else, he's going to get on the field at return in the return game. Um, I think he's also, eventually as the season goes on, they're going to give him the ball. Um, when he gets on the edge, special things happen. It's, it's, a, it's a remarkable thing just watch him carry the ball. So I agree with what Eli is saying. Dan Mullen is a very senior-laden, uh, upper-level, upper-class leadership-driven um, type coach. But I, I think just based on the talent he has and just uh, the fact that this is what Dan Mullen wants to do, he wants to run the ball. Um, I, and, and I know I didn't get it on the QB point, but I, I think that's going to almost make uh, DeMarcus Bowman have to get on the field. And we're talking about running a lot of two running back sets. So I think Bowman gets on the field. If they're smart, <laughs> they would put him on the field week one. <laughs> Child, you was about to jump in before I went off on Lingard. Yeah, just to make it back off the other two guys, the running back room is the, I wouldn't say stacked, but it's the deepest room that we have right now with returning talent. Like you said, this, maybe the top three guys on the depth chart aren't the best. Last I heard, DeMarcus Bowen is still waiting clearance eligibility-wise. So maybe that's why also, too, he's kind of, you know, fourth or fifth, depending on what depth chart you kind of look out out there. But uh, I, to answer the question, no, I don't think there's going to be a singular thousand yard rusher. It's going to be a lot of that running back by committee. And there's a lot of talent out there that, that's going to be spread around. And a lot of guys are going to be on the field at different times. And they're always going to be fresh. Okay. So, I mean, did you have something after that? No, no, Cause, no. Cause I, I'm, I'm actually wanting to transition into the receivers. That's why I looked at you. you I knew you would. You mm-hmm. lost three, your top three guys <laughs> in Kyle Pitts. Uh, top five draft pick, Kadarius Tony, elite, explosive guy, and Trayvon Grimes. And then the next guy after that in leading and receiving is a running back in Malik Davis. Who has to step up to kind of help your quarterback, being that it's a, he, it's his first year starting the full season? You're not too sure what's going on in the backfield. Who on the outside is going to have to step up and be that guy this year? Well, Darrell, I, I feel bad leading off all these times, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. Uh, so, you know, the, the Gators have a former top ten recruit, you know, Justin Shorter, who came over from Penn State and 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 had some good moments last year. Was not consistent. I think he's someone who I'm looking to to become a go to guy. But you know, the you, you hit on this, and I think this is a point that um, gives me a, a lot of concern. Eli, you my boy. I don't believe in him, though. <laughs> I don't believe in Shorter. Who like, don't you believe in? I don't believe in Shorter, man. Why don't you believe? You, in? you don't believe in Shorter? Hey, he. What is he? He hasn't showed us anything that he he's going to be a game breaker. I don't. I don't. I'm not mad at you for that take. Right. You know, it, 
You know, he, he's got the talent. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be, I mean, six, five, two thirty. He plays he's a good blocker. He's a good route runner, but where's the production been, right. you know, someone like that. You, you, you want to see him put up a hundred yards a game. So and he hasn't. Who's the best uh, guy though? Jacob but, but Copeland I, is going to have a amazing season on the outside. Yes. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah. You're unmuted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so so I, I agree with what Clint said. I think Jacob Clothing has really got to be better on. Uh, you look, he's a top 50 player out of high school. Uh, everybody in the nation wanted him, I, I think. Uh, you don't get the number one jersey of Florida for no reason. Um, that, that's a highly coveted thing. I think Justin Shorter kind of plays off of him. I think he's more of a deep threat, uh, red zone type guy. But I think don't sleep on uh, Xavier Henderson. Um, you're talking about a guy who runs like a 10-500. You're talking about a guy who really knows how to stretch the field. Um, I got a chance to see him at the All-American game, and, and that guy is special. Um, he's he's the real deal. He's as advertised. Um, I, I think he's going to make a lot of plays that people aren't expecting um, just because he's maybe not the number one option, option in the offense, but he has a lot to bring to the game. Well, and he's the he's the one who more than anyone can blow the top off a of defense. Nah, I, exactly. So going to need the the other receivers. I mean, they they ask the question. All need to step up. Copeland is shorter for yeah. sure. Uh, Whittemore is probably going to be the slot receiver. So kind of a partial kind of safety blanket up there. And you're never going to replace Pitts too. But the tight ends they need to be there for safety vials for us. So whether that's Gamble or Zipper or if someone else steps forward. You know, everyone's going to have to contribute because, you know, last year you could just rely on Trask to find, you know, either Pitts or Tony or the wide open receiver. Again, with Emery, because it's a question mark, you're going to have to make plays for him. I'm so he gets that confidence going. Because I actually was about to specifically ask you about him because, I mean, you lose a top five talent. Generational right? Generational talent. Generational talent. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like, and, you know, this is me just perusing. Gator Media, it doesn't seem like either of those two tight ends who are very well recruited, Gamble and Zipperer, it doesn't seem like either one is separating himself from the group. Who is tight end one right now? I don't think there is a tight end one. I, I, I think I think it's going to be by committee. I mean, if, if you look even at like the, the spring scrimmage and the scrimmage you just had, like even Nick Elsmith, who's a freshman, is getting worse. So I think it's going to be a tight end by committee approach. I think there's a lot of playmakers in that room. I don't think anybody is really – I mean, Kimo Gimbo is going to be – going to probably get the most reps because, like I said, Dan Nolan likes to lean towards the seniors. But um, I think it's going to be tight end by committee. I think everybody brings a little something different to the table and that they're going to uh, – I mean, if you know Dan Nolan, he's a schemer. He's going to scheme up uh, whoever is going to present the best situation on that play. All right, I guess everybody just agrees. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With you. Yeah. And after that. But ultimately, it starts with the O-line, based on what I'm gathering. Yeah, I mean, and we can, we can take it before we switch over to defense. I mean, the offensive line, I was looking at Athlon Sports, and as far as the SEC goes, they ranked Florida's offensive line eighth in the SEC, which I thought was a little bit surprising considering you guys are returning three starters. But then I listened to a podcast and I did a little bit of reading on 247 Sports and it sounds like they're still shuffling guys on the offensive line, which everybody knows if you know football, cohesion and chemistry on that offensive line is very important. 
So typically when you come in the fall, you want that to be a set group. And through the first week and even the scrimmage from what I've heard, they're still moving guys around that O-line. It's going to be hard to build that chemistry. You're talking about three weeks out before kickoff, live action. All right. You know, are you guys also concerned about the offensive line? In- uh, That's always a concern. I'll, yeah, I'll go first. If you're okay with that. <laughs> go ahead. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, I know we have three three guys coming back from last year's team that should start. I think, um, yes, there's some inexperience there and some holes and deficiencies that need to be uh, taken care of in short before the season starts. But I think another um, kind of uh, angle to look at this too is with offensive alignment is that last year is a lot easier with a pocket passer where you always know where the quarterback's going to be. With Emory, you have no idea where he's going to be from play to play. It's kind of like the, the Mike Vick uh, type philosophy, you know, just running around and you're, you have been off of the lineman. You think you're blocking the guy the right way and you could be blocking the guy into the quarterback who's, who's scrambling around or, you know, a busted up run play or something like that. So I, I see where the angle is to shuffling guys around in the spring, like you were talking about, just to kind of find that right fit for everybody uh, based on the skills that Emory has. And there's going to be uh, things are starting to get set in stone to, to an extent. I mean, you know, Richard garage is going to start at left tackle Tampa kid. He's you know good enough at left tackle. Ethan White's going to be left guard. I think they just said that uh, Kingsley Egakun is going to probably start at center. And you got Stuart Reese, the Mississippi State transfer at right guard. Right tackle's, you know, the biggest uh, sticking point for Gator fans right now because, uh, you know, as it stands, G. Lance is going to be starting there. And uh, you're not going to find too many Gator fans who have a whole lot nice to say about him, uh, especially when you got 350-pound Josh Braun at right tackle uh, waiting behind him. But we'll see what happens, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. That, that, that position is going to drive the offense for sure. I, I don't want to uh, just kind of take it. Go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead, my bad. No, I was going to be really negative. So just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, so was I like 56 has to go. Um, that, that kind of depends on like whether we're a SEC championship team or eight and four team. Like, um, I know he's a great kid. I'm sure he's, you know, a good person, but like that's that really determines whether we're a really good team or or a somewhat average team. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Like I, I think Josh Brock has to start. Uh, you're talking about a top 100 kid. You're talking about one of the best kids in the nation. You're talking about a kid that Georgia wanted and lost at the last minute. Like you didn't recruit him to sit on the bench. Um, I, I'm happy to see that Josh Brown is getting a lot of first team reps here in the last couple. Um, I think if Josh Brown is the starter, we're way higher than eighth. I think we're a top five in the SEC, probably top three in the SEC offensive line, um, just from my athleticism and just being able to move people. Point. Uh, Josh Brown is a physical specimen. Um, so with him out there, that, that's a major upgrade. And I think he fits better with Emory, kind of to your point, Omar. All right, Pump, are you ready to flip that coin? Go ahead and do it. I kind of wanted to close the offensive side out, though, Please. with saying that it seems to be a lot of question marks everywhere. How do you guys feel about the offense as a whole yeah. moving moving into this season, realistically? I'll start. <laughs> like Brian said, we don't really know like, what we're actually going to get out of Emory, but Dan Mullen, the quarterback whisperer, so... I'm that's good. not enough for me. That's, that's not, all. I'm that's sorry. all we that's need. A, we write what we want to be, guys. 
Okay. <laughs> sure. Frank, how do you, how do you feel about this offense going into 2021? Oh, so I can't wait to lie. Uh, um, I'm, I'm believing all the hype. Same. I, I think, I think, Same. I think we're gonna be right in. Okay, all right. So that's a little bit too far. But I, I, I think <laughs> people are really down on Emory. Um, I, I think because Dan Mullen, if you look back even at Dak Prescott, like he started the guy over him named Chris Rowe. You'd have to go on Wikipedia to find out who he is. But that's what Dan Mullen does. Like he brings his quarterbacks along, and this is his QB one at Florida. And so I think I think Emory Jones is going to have a lot bigger year than people think. And I think this offense gets back to what Dan Mello wants to do. Like, so I think we're going to have a big year on offense. I, th- I don't think there's going to be – it's going to be a numbers thing. Uh, it's not going to be a whole lot of great numbers to look at, but I think it's going to be extremely productive offense. I think the defense is going to be better. And so it's going to be more of a time of position, grind you out, uh, kind of make you work for every inside offense. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree with that. I would just say that anyone that looks or thinks that when we start the season at home against FAU that we're going to look exactly like we did last year is going to be in for a rude awakening. And I think that transition is just going to take a little time, um, especially for everyone to get uh, gelled together. But that's what FAU and USF are for. Mm -hmm. We're ready for Alabama. USF out of that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, <laughs> w- Willie might have something up his sleeve. Now we yeah. won. <laughs> Stop it! Stop! Stop! Hey, Stop. Willie is Stop more we won. Willie is more we won. I can go on for like ten minutes about Willie Taggart, but I'll say that for a different pot. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, defense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we talking defense now? Yes, we're talking yeah. defense now. Do we have to go through this every week? Yes, yes, yes. I, I actually want us to go through this every okay, week. Well, please crack us open on the defense. Really? Oh, thanks. What do you think? All right. So you guys have to stop somebody on the on the other side of the ball, right? And mm-hmm. last year the Gators just weren't good. Mm. They, I mean, you guys gave up thirty points a game, and that was the most in. Florida history, I think, going back until 19... Actually, I think 1940. It was World War II. Yeah. Frank took a sip when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) So at that point, I mean... I mean, you guys got to play Alabama. I mean, if you guys actually believe in the SEC hype and you have to stop somebody on the other other end of the ball, what are you guys going to do? Because last year's defense was not enough. So who do you guys see coming in? I know you guys got some some names coming in, but what's gonna happen? I mean, if you're gonna take a step back on offense, or even if you can if you think you can keep the same thing going on offense, you gotta have something going on defense to to to, to stop the other end. So what do you guys think? I'll start and just say that it can't be any worse than last year. Oh, so there's only one that way that to too. go. And that's I was up. gonna say that. Right. I mean <laughs> but, if you if you look a lot, most of the individual talent, uh, especially the type, if you look at some mock drafts for next year, um, they're all defensive players that are going to be drafted from us. So the talent's there. It's just getting them to work together. Now, absolutely, our front line was awful. Uh, I could probably hand the ball off to Omar, and he could run for 100 yards right through him right now, that line from last year. But you bring in two grad transfer, a tackle, um, uh, who we got Newkirk from Auburn and Shelton from Penn State. Um, 
So right there, you're just, you're automatically addressing the needs right up the middle there. And, you know, between, you know, Cox Jr. and Carter, there's enough there to create enough pressure on opposing teams. So I definitely see some improvement that is going to be just by natural habit, both in stopping the run and attacking the quarterback as well, just because it can't be worse. I mean, I think more than anything, we, we like you said, we're just soft up front. Um, just call it what it is. Like we, we're really soft up front, and uh, not having uh, uh, I forget his name now, um, but he kind of held down uh, Kyrie Campbell. Excuse me, he kind of held down that middle, and not having him for the first five, four or five games of the season really set us back quite a bit. And we didn't have that defensive tackle that that you really needed in the SEC because. Uh, I think somebody said it already. It's a line of scrimmage of you. Uh, if you don't win at the point of attack, you lose. It doesn't matter who, how many skill position guys you have. But uh, I think with the two grad transfers we got, uh, Daquan Newkirk and um, Valentino, uh, I, I think they're going to provide a big boost. Um, talking about a guy who played at Auburn, a guy who played at Penn State, uh, had big reps against Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, the big boys of college football. Um, I think they're going to be difference makers. And I think, let's let's be honest, Irvine Dexter is a pie uh, He's going to play on Sundays. He's a first-round pick. Probably a future top-ten pick. 6'6", uh, six, six, um, lot. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are looking at him as the number one breakout player on defense in the SEC. So, I, I think it's about time to see we have. And, and we're not even talking about the outside. Brent Cox is probably top three-round pick. We look at um, Chris Bogle. I mean, he's a backup, but he's – and most other schools, he's starting. So, Prince Eumann, Malin, Jack Carter, like, I could go on. Like, we, we got a lot of defensive linemen that, that can make plays. Um, so, I think the defensive line is going to make all the rest of the defense better because when you got good pass rush, you don't have to cover for that long. All right. So, so – so. <laughs> So you guys are talking real good about up front. And I know some like something me and me and Unc have been talking about is like, all right, Florida always calls himself DBU for whatever reason. Address it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Address it. I mean That's where we are. Uh, <laughs> no, stop the cap. Listen. All right, so so and Jason Marshall and Todd's picking two years. So yeah, he's their number one recruit. Hey, y'all got <laughs> hold on, y'all got to explain Vernon Hargrave first. Of all. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I didn't like that guy when he was at Tampa defense messed him up. So hold on, so 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 you guys got a lot of talent coming back. You guys got some names. Jaden Hill is one. I think Jason Marshall's out he there. He tore his ACL though. He out. Jaden Hill. Jaden Hill tore his ACL. Yeah. So Jadarius yeah, Perkins is out there. Elijah Blaze is out there. You guys have a lot of guys that have names that can make moves on that defensive um, backfield. Are any of those guys going to step up for you guys? Because, again, like, I mean, y'all in the SEC. And so, again, you got – you had to stop the ball. Trey Dean said he was going to win the Thorpe Award. Stop it. Again, I probably I, I probably have as much chance to win the Thorpe Award as Trey Dean does <laughs> this year. I mean, he said it on Twitter. I mean, I mean so- listen, I, 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 I hate to, like, be the wet blanket here, but I have no confidence in the Gators secondary this year. I, if it's me... Uh, Kyir Elam is a good player. He's a first-round pick, could be a top-ten pick. So give him his guy. He's going to take away one of your receivers. But if I'm a, if I'm a, 
whoever the hell is coordinating Alabama's offense now. I think it's uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. Oh, my God. Bill O'Brien's going to look at that secondary and say, all right, we're not going to throw it to five, but the rest of those guys, it's open season. I mean, listen, I don't nothing nothing against Elijah Blades or Perkins or Jason Marshall, but, I mean, uh, you know, in the case of Marshall, he's a freshman. You know, he's a really talented guy, but that's going to be trial by fire. The safeties, uh, you know, a bunch of fringe three-star, four-star guys who aren't, you know, there's no Keanu Neal out there. There's no Major Wright. There's no Reggie Nelson out there. There's a Trey Dean out there. So, you know, we, we, what's that? There's a Trey Dean out there. Exactly. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. There you go. Our boy, our boy. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we, the front seven, I think, is going to be fine. You know, they're not going to be like Alabama or Georgia where, they're, you know, you're getting two yards of carry against. But um, I don't know. I'm just looking at the schedule ahead, and there's a lot of teams that are good at throwing the football. And uh, and, and not coincidentally, those are the teams I have us losing to. So mm. uh, we'll see. It's going to be a trial by fire early on uh, for that secondary. I agree 100% with what Elia just said. The the secondary is my biggest concern going into the season, especially with Jane Hill going down with an ACL last week in camp. Now you're starting, you got Elam who's going to be a top, a first round pick, possibly top 10 and then nothing else. So you're going to be rolling secondaries and coverages all, all over the place. And these our secondary is young, very young behind them. And, you know, I don't think you can make it to, you got to keep it pretty vanilla, I think. And that's the fear is that other teams are going to be able to pick it apart, especially teams with uh, experienced quarterback play. I mean, so I'm not as down as, as Eli and Brian. Um, I, I think I think Eli's going to take a big step forward. Um, if you look at the crime dog and the secondary that he produced in Auburn, uh, especially when you look at a kid like Jamie and Sherwood. So I, I used to live in the Treasure Coast area. And I watched him in high school, and he was not very cool. He's a big athletic kid in the back end who could play, you know, come down and run support, make some plays. Uh, he got drafted this year, the first two rounds. Um, and just watching his development at Auburn, I, I, I trust the crime dog. Um, I, I think he's going to get Trey. I think that's the reason you see Trey Dean saying stuff like that, um, especially when you look at a kid like Rashard Torrance. You don't get to play safety at Florida as a freshman. That's just not a thing. And that literally never happens. If you look back through the analog, like kids don't even get on the field at safety pressure. He started multiple games. Um, so I'm not as down. And kind of like you all said, it can't be worse than last year. Like there were literal plays where it's like, uh, somebody said on Twitter, it's like watching a nosebleed. Like you know it's going <laughs> to happen. You know you're going to get beat deep at some and point. You, and you know what player it was I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Hey, I'm not throwing shoes, but we know right. you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I, I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like it has to get better. Better, and there's a kid named Dewan Black. I don't know if you all ever heard of him, oh, but yeah. he, y'all need to remember that name. He he's special, um, and I think he, uh, Darius Perkins, kids like that are the X factor. Uh, I, I think there's there's enough bodies. There's enough competition. Part of it was, and I've never heard of this in my life, this is the first time I ever heard of in college football, the coach letting the players decide what they're We don't have that this year. So I, I, I automatically feel better about this year. So that's my take on it. I mean, 
that sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. But uh, again, when you have when you have a certain defense and if you if you if you're putting your DBs on the island, if you're if you're if you're putting your money on the trade dean and a Rashad Torrance and these guys who they have potential, if they're not proven, because again, your 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 front line and your linebackers didn't prove anything last year. And again, like coming to the Cotton Bowl, them boys got ran over in the Cotton Bowl. Ran through I over, mean, around. it was like 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 400 plus yards in the Cotton Bowl. So again, like Miami versus North Carolina. Come on, man. So again, if them if, boys if, from North Carolina still running. <laughs> to this day <laughs> To this day Yeah North Carolina so, And Oklahoma Are still running So again Like I mean if So again so, so, so just to be realistic Because I love defense Like I love to see Good defense And I And I, and I don't mind it On both sides of the ball Like if it's Florida State Miami Florida If I'm gonna get that What am I getting From that defense So if I'm depending on You know These guys In, in my secondary To be on an island and say, hey, no matter what happens, we're good because my front seven is straight. I'm good. Are y'all that confident in y'all front seven? But like Brian said earlier, like, we got a lot of good individual talent just putting it all together, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, you got guys like, you know, uh, Kyrie Elam on the outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to do on the other side, but I don't know. I believe in trading for whatever reason. Are you cool with that for this year? Like, 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 do you think that that talent will come together for this year to say, you know what, Florida has a good enough defense to put together, you know, whatever run we need to to stop Bama, LSU, uh, Georgia, Georgia, yeah, anybody? Because you could scheme around one Georgia, guy. Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> so look, hey, whoa. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. Let me let me finish. I, I, I mean, we're talking personnel, but let me just say this. A Todd Grantham-coordinated defense has never won a conference championship. Mm. Mm. It is. So we got to fire Todd Grantham is what you said. Only five other college assistants make more than Todd Grantham. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we can go ahead and get so, into the schedule talk. So somebody... Go ahead, Frank. I'm going to say somebody brought, up, somebody brought up a personnel thing. I, I personally think not using as much nickel, which I saw has been hinted at on message boards and by the coaching staff is going to be helpful. Uh, I think we got some linebackers that can really play. Uh, and, and I think we've been holding them back trying to live out this nickel dream that we lived through Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He was an elite player, right? You, you need somebody in that nickel, especially in the SEC, who can come up and beat people up in the run, who can guard the pass, and I don't think we had that. But I think getting somebody like DeJuan Black on the field more, somebody like uh, some of the linebackers we haven't seen, like a Trey Lingo, I think that, that adds a different dimension to our defense. People can get sideline to sideline. I don't need linebackers that are just for to play. So that's my point. Wow, we, we started to tiptoe into it. And I, and I think Ventro Miller is going to be good. I mean, he was your leading tackler, 88 tackles last year. I think he'll be solid mm-hmm. in the middle. I think you make a good point. I think y'all call it the star position, right, where that Chauncey Gardner used to play. Yeah. I think you make a very good point yeah. there. But we started to tiptoe into the schedule conversation. And Eli, I think, made a really good point. When you look at the schedule, you think Alabama week three, at LSU week seven, depending on if LSU is going to be a respectable team or not, you know, they flip-flop. And then you're looking at Georgia week nine from the outside looking in. But I think Eli made a good point where there are some sneaky teams in there 
who might be more productive offensively than meets the eye. Are you guys, when you look at your schedule, are you only looking at those three weeks? Or are there anybody else in that schedule like that might, for whatever reason, what be a sneaky game teams? Huh? What sneaky teams? So Let's if you going. really look like there's a, I was listening to Josh Pate, and he was saying that he thinks Missouri might Missouri, have a, yeah, they always play us good, but nah. That could be one of those trap games too, though. I got us losing a trap game. Kentucky's a trap game. No, too. Kentucky's. This is what time it is. They let, play y'all oh, tough every so, let, so, let them call it. What do you guys think? Okay. Are you only there? There are a lot of games where we end up playing, for lack of a better phrase, down to the competition. Vandy, I think, last year or the year before, it was it went to overtime, and that should never be the case. And that's just we just play down whether that's motivation or coming off a big game or a look ahead spot. I mean, those, I think that's where Vandy, Missouri and Kentucky kind of fall into line there is that there are just times where it's hard. Alabama spoils everybody by being up here for every single game and just blowing teams out right from the get go. And it's just, you know, that's not the case for 99% of the teams. And we just have to be one of the 99% percent in that category but I, I don't three games on the schedule it's alabama lsu and georgia and that will determine our season yeah i mean those those three games are going to be the difference between you know a, a solid bowl and a new year's six bowl um the game that i have circled on my calendar is something that gives me a little bit of pause is kentucky um Kentucky this year um They've got a Penn State transfer who's slated to be the starting quarterback. But uh, Mark Stoops recruits well on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, they play tough. And they got Wandell Robinson from Nebraska, who I think is a, one of the most underappreciated players in the country who just got kind of buried with, uh, with Scott Frost. Wandell Robinson and Kentucky at uh, in Lexington. I'm a little worried about that one. That's one of those games, Omar, I was referencing that, you know, eh, a little, little bit worried about that one, but uh, you know, and I know we'll get into our predictions here in a minute, but uh, you know, that Alabama LSU Georgia stretch for winning one of those three games. I'm happy. Hmm. Frank, any, any games that you think are sneaky or, or is it just those three? So, so I'm actually the opposite, Omar. I got a, I got a slap down LSU, uh, and I got a thing in Georgia. Um, my three with Eli, I, I'm worried about Facts. Kentucky. Facts. Stop, Frank. Stop. Facts. Stop. Stop. I said Facts. what I said. Facts. No, 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 no. You're not. No one's scared of them. You're not gonna blow by. It. We're beating Georgia. Like yes, that. we're beating Georgia. Based on what you guys are I said doing, what I said. I, 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 hey, hey, hey. I heard what you said, but based on the information we've received, it's a lot of question marks. Am I right or am I wrong? It's a lot of question so marks across the, thing, the board. Sean, and you just did, got you beating Georgia like that? Yeah. So do you know where Eric Gilbert is? Because no one does. No, it's, it's not fine. even Kirby he's not, he's not with the team right now. It's fine. That's not. They, Where's George Pickens? There, there's no, there's no one in that wide receiver room who scares me. But he has that, been. that, and that makes me confident. In November, I just have to line eight people up against their offense, play after play. Like that showed me last year. Uh, like I said last year on Twitter, Kirby's not that smart. 
he doesn't make adjustments. <laughs> and so when you when you realize that as an offensive coordinator, you just attack him with the same things in different ways. I guess my rebuttal so is Kirby, try- Kirby always shows up with a good defense. I don't know what's on the other side, but there's a good defense on that on, on that other side. So of the field. if I if I may jump in for a second, we had the the Georgia preview show already. And I think we agreed on that show, and, and I'm not sure if you guys got an opportunity to listen to it. Georgia's front four is is expected to be very, very good this year. Extremely and good. you guys on this show have agreed that there are question marks on your offensive line, and there may take time for them to gel and get chemistry. If you're still looking for that chemistry when you go to Jacksonville, I think you're in trouble. I think Emory Jones, I think is very talented, but he's going to need the run game to help him out. And he's going to need that offensive line to help him out. And if they're not set and ready to go when mm-hmm. you get to Jacksonville, I don't think the Georgia game will look like it did last year, which even last year, Georgia jumped out to a 14-0 lead. So it wasn't that you guys just trounced them. Yeah, the end score was, was lopsided, but really it was that second quarter. Mm-hmm. They jumped out to a 14-0. You guys were able to finish the second quarter 38-21, to I believe it was. Man. That second quarter was <laughs> extremely lopsided, but... <laughs> Uh, that impressive Kirby smart defense, though. Yeah. 350 yards of passing in the first half with four touchdowns. Yeah, that that, that Kirby smart on the defense. same play. <laughs> on the same play. <laughs> play. That, that dog on wheel route. All right. So they, they ran wheels stage for 350 yards. We're on the precipice of it. Let's do it. Right, y'all. Everybody's been tiptoeing around it. Do it. Let's get those predictions. I need a, I need I a record. Frank, I think Frank had two. So I got a spin, too. I, I, I got us 10 and 2. You you didn't let me finish, but I, what I was going to say is I got us losing to Kentucky or Missouri. Somebody on some, you know, just kind of, we didn't get up for it. It was a 12 o'clock game. It's cold. I, I, I just know it's coming, so I'm not even going to fool myself. But I got us in Atlanta. I got us beating Kirby in, uh, in Jacksonville. Um, I got us losing to Bama. Uh, and we're going to drop one of those. Because like you said, um, Omar, it's just, I feel like the kryptonite for Kirby or Bama is the mobile quarterback. And so we finally had that. And Bama can finally run the offense he wants to. He's not working with somebody else's piece. So I got us 10-2. Uh, pulling up in Atlanta, I don't know what we're going to do, but I got us pulling up in Atlanta. Uh, hopefully the college football playoff selection committee shows us love, and we'll see what happens from there. All right. All right. That's one. But there it is. All right, that's one. Let's go. Who's next? Who, who's next? We're keeping tabs, by the way. Okay. All right, I, I, I got gotcha. you. All right, um, let, let me do, let me say something that we we talked about offense and defense. Let me just say a quick note. This is the least reliable special teams unit Florida will have had in over half a decade. No Evan McPherson and no Eddie Pinheiro at kicker. And no one named Townsend punting for the first time to, in seven years. I don't want to talk uh, about Eddie Pinheiro for, because <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he got a I'm not talking about Eddie P. <laughs> oh man. All right. We're not talking about Eddie Pinheiro. No, I, and and uh done. Get that man out. I'm of sorry. Yeah. I think I think uh and, and by the way, I, I do think Javante Williams just scored again on Miami. Probably. But <laughs> <laughs> no. Um but hey, uh listen, I don't think fool any of the three big games. Uh I, I want them to. You know, I, I I'm I'm rooting like hell for them too. I think they go nine and three straight chalk. 
You know, I think they lose, a, you know, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, uh, you know, take care of business against everything else. Okay. Uh, I, it, I don't know what, I mean, I think, uh, it, you know, funny enough, I think of the three games, I think Alabama is probably the best shot. It's at home. Uh, Bryce Young will have beat will collegiate football game of all time. Uh, that's probably the best shot to win one of those three games. I'm higher on LSU than a lot of people this year. Uh, I think Keon Boutte is going to win the Boletnikoff. Wow. You like it like that? Take. Wow. That's hot, a hot that's take. A, I like what? that. I like that. All right, y'all, where you at? Better than... Okay. <laughs> so, this is how I look at it. So, I kind of look at it from a, a Vegas perspective, if you will, and the Gator season win total is nine. And like I told you earlier, that we have three games. Um, Alabama, LSU, Georgia. So in theory, we win one of the games, we go over. And I'll say for the record, I went over nine wins. So I think we're going to win one. I actually think now we're going to win two. So chalk us up to losing to Alabama, winning the other two, 11-1, go to Atlanta, rematch Alabama, and uh, take our chances there. All right, so I'm going to give you all the... the Wait, I didn't do mine yet. Right. I'm sorry. Go. You, you led. Yeah, let Clint get it in. My thing is Clint. Skill. Clint Come on, Skill. Skill. Stop it. Skill. Come on, Skill. Clint led the show saying saying SEC Championship Natty. So yeah, I felt like we didn't know, have to revisit me, I mean, that. you did kind of start off with saying that, yeah. cuz. They wait. didn't hear me, though. But go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, like I said. I missed that. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, we're going to lose to Alabama. We are already down 21. Okay. Right now. All right. <laughs> Just right now. Not afraid of Georgia at all. Okay. Let's be real. LSU, not afraid of them. We're going to lose one of those trap games, though. I don't know. It's not Kentucky. As long as we don't play Kentucky at night. Those be... See, they figured it out. They say when they when we schedule Kentucky at night against Florida, hey they'll be ta- the ones. You talking, call it. Call it. Yeah. Call it. We'll lose the Bama. we lose a trap game. Hopefully, what's A&M the do something on the other side. What's Still the record? Man, what's, what's the record? What's the record? What's the bowl we game? We talking. What's the record? What's the bowl game? We get to Atlanta. What's the record? We lose two. We get to Atlanta. Okay. Hopefully, A&M does something on the other side. They're not. <laughs> if they do do something on the other side, I like us. Right. I like sure. us. There it is. But, hey... If not, New Year's Six. Okay. Lose right. Alabama twice. Got, let's get everybody Stop out of here. Wait. I... Stop the cap. <laughs> what? I say we lose Alabama twice. We can't get them out of here until I say what <laughs> So, you didn't mention the in-state rivals. Y'all play us. Mm-hmm. Florida State. This is your this is your oh, yeah, wait, 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 the rest of you three guys, what we got? What we got for the FSU? I got, I got four touchdowns at least. Martin Mar- Mar- Victory. All right, all right. So this is all so, on record now. So we got twenty-eight. Ooh. We got 
50. No, no, 28 point uh. differential. <laughs> Again, we got 28. Beat us by 50. No, I'm saying we're going to score 50. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're putting 50 on the board. Okay, Eli. What I'm saying. Okay, so, 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 Eli, what's the, what's the point differential? Uh. Yeah, 28. 28. 28. Okay, that's, that's what I said. Yeah. So I'm going to go 48-28. Uh. That's my final score. 48-28. Okay. All right. All right, Eli. Chop. Our two biggest traditional rivals, Tennessee and Florida State, both stink this year. So we mm. should be over 50 in both games. Wow. Mm. Wow. Next. My All man. Right, Frank. So I'm not my 50, just because, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a ball control offense, but I think we got straps. Uh, I'm going 42-10 Florida. Give me that. Yeah. And don't count. A touchdown in uh, the field. We strapping everything. I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. This we strapping everything. This thing. I just wanted it on record. I'm yeah. just saying. Uncle, I'm with you. Wait, y'all, wait, wait. So y'all feel like y'all gonna beat us? We will talk about that what, next week. Yeah, Florida State's next week. All right. Don't yes. worry about that. Florida State wow. shows next week. Yeah, we got yeah. one more prediction. Yeah. Next week. Next so week. obviously y'all feel like y'all gonna beat us. That's oh, what I'm getting. Next week, this. yeah. Oh, next week, right? Next week. Ne- next All right. Week. How Before are y'all you guys go- get out of here? Mm-hmm. Chav, somebody wanted to hit you up and talk Florida Gator football. Where can they find you? I'll reach them. Don't reach me. But I do have <laughs> plans for to launch a podcast here soon. So when I do, I'm gonna step onto uh, Omar's platform here and announce it to everybody so they can follow me there. Nice. nice. All right, Eli. People want to talk Florida Gator football. How do they get you? Hit me on Twitter at Eli, like the quarterback underscore Marger, M-A-R-G-E-R. Yes, sir. Frank, how'd it get you? Yeah, so you can get at me at Mr. President 522A on Twitter and Instagram, or just follow Florida Recruiting. Um, we put out a lot of content on the college football process, Florida Recruiting, uh, all that. So if you're in the college football, please follow all right, Bill Clinton, how they get you? I'm everywhere like water, baby. Okay. <laughs> this guy. Talk to him, cuz. I'm everywhere, baby. All right. More specifically. You can find me on Twitter if you want to talk Gator football, King underscore me, the number seven. Hey, we appreciate all y'all guys joining us tonight. Talk some Gator football. Uh, I hope you have a terrible season, but mm. it's a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> I hope you guys individually do well. All of those nice. wins are great. Bring us all back, right? Bring us all back at the end. I'll make y'all a promise right now. If y'all win the SEC, all of y'all get to come back on here and you can talk the whole show. The SEC oh. East? No. No, no, no. The <laughs> SEC <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. All right. You got to be specific. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's basically their Love show. Love it. It'll be yeah. their show. Yeah. Huh? Which really? Means, which means it'll Florida Gator Takeover. Oh. Yeah. Wait, so we'll run the whole show. Oh, yes. oh say less. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. that's never going right. to happen. Love it. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. You yeah. guys are doing great. Thanks, thanks for having, having us on. the show. Appreciate great it. Great show. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Last time, man, really appreciate them guys coming through, hanging out with us, literally. I mean, for it to be a Gator show, I had a good time. It's a good show. Good show. We good, we good people. We are, yeah, I'm going to sell that. See, yeah. we, we just appreciate you being in our hey, presence. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for having Purple Couch vibes. How's the Purple Couch vibes? It feel good. Treating you well. Yes. Yeah, man. What is, that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that boy's a Williams. Hey, cousin. I, come on, man. We family. Cousin. Hey, come on, cousin. Hey. hey. Did, you, did you believe everything you said on the show? 
Of course I did. It's lion season, so <laughs> if you lied, it's okay. It's man, we good, man. No, for real. Like, our like, team is good. We're going of, to be it's good. a lot of question marks. Okay. Hey, hey, you know what? Like, every year, I feel like there's always some kind of report that a hurricane or tropical storm is going to hit St. Pete head on. Never comes. And it never does. It's true. It's kind of like... Florida games are going to be mm, good. That was a good one. That was a real. I mean, good my one. thing is being mm. petty. As okay, I here am. we go. Let's let's get to it. No, 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 no. Come on. No, 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 no. no. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. To nothing. But yeah. I, heard, I'm not sure about the quarterback. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about the line. Yeah. I'm not sure about the receivers. I'm not yeah. sure about the second. It's just a lot of nothing set in stone, and you're not worried at all. It's just the offense will look different with Emory Jones. No offense and defense. You're not sure. Maybe the D line you think are gonna make the next step. Yeah, but everybody else, oh, you're not sure. Seven. Hold on, you know what? Emory Jones is the guy that took, uh, I think, 15 years for Jay Z. All right, close it out. Yeah, yeah man, Emory Jones in the caravan. As yeah. always, mm-hmm. boom, oh, boom, As family. I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. You the one told me to close it out. I had another question. Oh, there it is. Florida State Gator bait. Stop it. Let's do go out. Think, do you think yeah. this oh, year's? I thought we was done. This year's QB class. Will be the greatest QB class ever. If you look ten across the country, ten years from now, nope. You got Trey Lance, Trevor. I think there's a, Zach I think there's Wilson. a decent chance. I mean, you look at the the top guys, right? Off the rip, Spencer Rattler. I'm high on Spencer Rattler. No, I'm no. I'm sorry. Oh, you talking about, I'm the, talking ones about are, the ones that are in oh, the league? Oh right? no, I think mm-hmm. I think Justin Fields is going to be elite. Mm-hmm. I think Trevor's in a terrible situation. <laughs> okay. Trey Lance has a chance. Zach, you're, Wait, you're not big on Zach. Are we talking about all time? What? No, 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 no. no. He's talking about this rookie class. Oh, I'm about to say. NFL they, rookie class. They all balled Sunday. It don't mean nothing. Oh, no, they, 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 oh okay. Yeah, I'm about to say, because 83, I mean, you, got, you got Marino, Kelly, uh, Elway. So, yeah, it's a no. No? Yeah. Okay. No, None of those guys are Marino, Kelly, question, Elway. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a good question. It's a good It's a good class. Let's talk about 10 years from now when we're doing this podcast still. Man, we won't be talking about them. But are we gonna you be definitely talking? won't be talking about Zach Wilson. Oh, hold on. Oh no, we definitely need to talk about Justin Fields though. Yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. No, Justin Fields is elite. He we'll like that. We'll be talking yes, about Zach. Yes, he is. Let's sticking, go. I'm sticking with Zach. We'll be talking about Zach. Bear yeah, down. Yeah, Bear he down. Didn't look good either this weekend. Bear down. But there was preseason football in the NFL. Also, Jay, Jay got a Boo lot of look scrimmages. Who? Mm-hmm. Jay Boo. Look good. Okay. <laughs> As always, this is somebody said podcast. Yeah, let's get the out of here. My left is Punk. <laughs> yes, sir. The man in my right is Unc Shay. Yep. The man on the pump, on the purple couch with me tonight is Clint. Thanks for having me. I go by Breeze. We'll see y'all next week. Let's go.